the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Hello everybody and thank you for joining us for another Racecourse Ramble. I can't quite believe it but we've made it to episode 17 somehow which is uh, which has been really good. Just a couple of quick points really before we kick off with the action. I've got uh, Emma Roberts, uh, a Wrexham fan and Neil Smith from uh, 1987 till present who uh, along with his brother who wrote the song provide the theme tune for the podcast uh, both them came on to join me today to talk about uh, the game against Boreham Wood and also the game last night against Halifax um, but I've just got two requests really uh, I don't do this enough uh, I'm told so uh, yeah I'm just going to ask you to just take a take a minute or so and give us a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on that'll be really good be much appreciated uh, get some feedback and um, you know that helps us out greatly uh, and also, if you just try sharing the podcast with a friend, just recommend it to somebody to give it a try. They might like it, they might not, but if you just ask them to uh, give it a bash, that would be uh, that would be much appreciated. A uh, little recommendation. Um, and obviously, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at Racecourse Ramble. Uh, that has no E on the end of Ramble because Twitter doesn't allow that many characters. So we're at Racecourse Ramble. And we have got an Instagram. I do do an Instagram account, but... A lot of that is repeated from what you'll see on uh, on Twitter, to be honest. Um, I use it more to keep in touch with what the play- what's going on from a player's point of view because a lot of them seem to use uh, Instagram. But we are there uh, at Racecourse Ramble there as well. Um, so enough of the uh, self-promotion. Um, uh, we'll get on with the chat that I had with uh, uh, Neil and Emma. I uh, hope you enjoy what you listen to and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll kick off the show. So this is interesting, actually, because we've got two different guests that I haven't... Uh, well, Emma's been on before, but Neil hasn't been on officially, I guess, before. Have you, Neil? Introduce yourself. No. no. Uh, introduce well, yourself you and, all, and all your uh, different accounts, I guess, because you've got multiple Twitter handles. Oh, yeah. That's all, that was all born in uh, COVID times, I think, which made more and more Twitter and... Um, what do you call it? Instagram yeah, Neil, Neil Smith... Uh, Wrexham fan for 20 years. Um, I run the San Elby Reds um, Instagram. Um, I also have my music as well that Matt's using as, we call it the theme tune now, don't we? Yeah, that's fair. Fair comment. Yeah, yep. we'll call it the theme tune that was written by my brother, Adam Smith. Uh, no, it's an uh, absolute pleasure to be on and uh, I want to say congratulations on the podcast as well. Well, it's good to have you on. And uh, well, I'm not sure Emma will be as. I don't think you can give us as, as good a welcome as that, really. No. Uh, I'm just. It's just like, a, yeah, I'm just Emma, and I'm just a fan. Is it, is it something like that? Yeah, definitely. That fair comment. Okay, so um, we'll crack on now. I made it to Boreham Wood, um, so we'll go over Boreham Wood in a minute. Then, as I said, we'll do some news because there's four or five little bits of news. In fact, one of them I've just realised I haven't put on here, um, which was the cop planning. So uh, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, a few little bits of news. Then we'll go over last night because I know uh, I know someone was there last night. And then we'll do a bit of previewing of the of the, the upcoming games 
because uh, we've again we've got two coming up with Saturday and Tuesday. Well, technically we might have three because obviously we've got the one the week after. But um, and I'm away next week, so there won't be a podcast. So everybody will have a rest of their ears because I'm going to Centre Park. So. Um, oh, no. I know, yeah, I'm going. So like, on Tuesday, I'm, anybody needs a ticket, I've got a spare ticket on Tuesday because um, I'm, uh, as I say, I'm away. So, um, so yeah, so let's crack on. So who managed to, I went to Boreham Wood. I made the three and a half hour journey. Did anybody else make it? No, no I didn't no, go. So no. I'll, I'll, I'll summarise, I guess, um, my thoughts um, on that game. So I guess before the game, would anybody have taken a one-all? Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, it, yeah, you know all, all the all the um, things before it was. It is a hard ground to go to. They are. I don't call you call them a bogey team, would you? But they. Um, it is difficult to go there and really be be positive about getting three points. But to come away with one point, I think we better take that and look at the benefits. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, that's the three tough away games of the teams that are kind of in form around us out the way now, because obviously uh, we've been away to Chesterfield and Notts County. So I guess it's disappointing to only get a one point out of those three games. But given the performance levels on the day, uh, which was actually very similar to last night for 60 odd minutes, we did, we were rubbish. It was, you know, it was really hard to watch. Yeah. Um, I guess that given that, at 60 minutes, if you'd have said to me, you know, we're going to take, we're going to get a one all here, I think everybody in that, any, everybody in that away stand would have taken it because it was a, I'd say it was a really painful watch. We didn't seem to be able to, you know, string three or four passes together. We were lumping long balls up to Mullin and Palmer, who were marked by two strapping big lads. Um, and we only really got success when Ollie Palmer pulled off onto the fullback. Um, who, who he could dominate aerially, and also Mullin pulled out wide. Ironically, it was on the same fullback, so I don't know whether they did target him. Um, and that's how Mullin created the goal. Um, was the um, was the uh, that 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 sort of ability to pull on the fullback as Neil disappears on us. But we'll we'll ca- <laughs> we'll carry on, Emma. I don't know where Neil's gone. Um, Neil's having a mare. So yeah, disappointing, but. As I say, I'd have, t- I'd have taken a point. What were your thoughts after? After I don't know if you saw the highlights, Emma. Um, yeah, I saw the highlights into the how, game. How did like they look? Said, well, it it did sound like you were talking about it. Just didn't know where the goal was coming from, and I think yeah, we would have taken one one there, um, especially with like with the recent away form as well. Um, we just I don't know. We just can't seem to to be up to the standard we were last season away. Yeah, does it does it worry you at all? Um it, it concerns me because um yeah. only because at some point in the season we are going to come up with some tough away games and we just don't seem to be able to dominate them or you know or win them even. So that's the thing that concerns me is that what about in the future? I mean does it does it worry you or, or are you not bothered and you think we'll fix it by then? Mm-hmm. A slight worry, yeah, because I think, you know, other teams are looking and saying, well, they can't win away. So that's where they're going to target it. Yeah. But, you know, you just think, you know, the next game hopefully will be better, but then it's still the same. But you just can't put your finger on what it is. But like you say, it's the hoofing the balls up instead of playing at the feet. And I know, you know, that, that, I think that was what was 
the same la- bit last night. Yeah. And when the passing came on, that's when we got the goals. Yeah. Neil's back with us. You've muted yourself, Neil, so just unmute yourself. Uh, <laughs> um, but did you manage to see any highlights or, or anything from that Boreham Wood game, Neil? Yeah, I, I caught the, on the Boreham Wood um, YouTube channel. Uh, I, I, I've watched them once yesterday before the game, before leaving. Um, and yeah, I, I, I didn't see anything that I, well, you saw the whole game. I saw the, the, a little bit of the snippets of it, but I wouldn't see, didn't see anything that was quite panicky. They didn't show anything that made me panic. But uh, again, you know, as he said, uh, as Emma said, away just seems to be the time where we don't seem to have any control of the game. And as she said about yesterday, with all the laying back at the first first part of the first half, we had um, quite a lot of attacks against us. And I don't know, I can't remember who said it, but maybe Parky saying something about letting the other team come forward a bit, play a bit deeper. And, you know, that gives us, gives the goals away sometimes and then we can pr- press on and we can see how they attack and kind of get their 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 play in our heads but sometimes I think when we play away maybe because the home advantage that's just working in their favour and we get stuck by the goal then I'm not too sure but I can't put my finger on what the away problem is no, I mean, in theory, they have the best prep. You know, they do stay away the night before, don't they? They go down by coach uh, sort of morning or afternoon before. Sometimes they train on the way. Um, you would think that would be better than turning up on the day, uh, like some yeah. clubs have to do. So the, it sounds like, from the outside, it sounds like the preparation is as good as it can be. Um, but then there's just, you know, every time we, we, certainly when we play away, and even last night, we don't start until we're a goal down, and that's you know you can't be doing that, can you? Because you, against a good team, that's can be too much to overcome. Then, yeah, and we we that's that's the that's the struggle. We 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 um we can't seem to find a way to kickstart the game straight away, especially these big teams that are a bit of a, a hindrance to the league for us and a bit of a threat. Um, you know, you look at your five nil. Four ones, six nils, and we seem to be dominating the whole game. But there's something about these top teams, or whoever's near the top at the time when we play them, they just seem to have something over us from the start, home and away. And like you say, it is it is a uh, it is a goal down that really kicks us into gear. And I, you know, we should be getting out of that habit. But you know, as we keep saying, I mean, the season's going on and on, but it is early days, so. We can't fret too much yet, but it does need addressing. Yeah, what are we now? We're a, are we a third? We're a third of the way through now, aren't we? I think. I think we're on fifteen games now. Yeah, so of, yeah, of forty-six. Yeah. So technically, we're kind of we're kind of a yeah. third of the way through. So I mean, uh, if you think about it, Emma, we're much better positioned than where we were last season. Uh, I think yeah. we were, at this time we we were probably eleventh or twelfth or something, weren't we? Yeah. Um, uh, somewhere around there. Um, if memory serves. So from that point of view, it feels we're in a better position than last season. But then when you see what we see with our eyes on the pitch, you, it doesn't give you any confidence that we can kick up a gear. No, definitely. I mean, like you say, we're in a better position. Um, like 
the time last year. We, we just didn't have the players, you know, to come off and change games. But like you said, it, it is a bit, you know, worrying. What what is the problem when you're watching it and it's you think, oh, next game it'll be different, but it's exactly the same. Yeah, I think and, I, I, it was really interesting for me. Somebody mentioned control a minute ago. I think it was you, Neil, talking about controlling games. And on Saturday, when I saw the team. He picked Elliot Lee, and uh, I thought yeah. that was quite a brave move because that wasn't, you know, I I didn't think after what I've seen so far this season, I would have done something, a li- provided everyone was fit, I would have done something a little bit different in midfield um, to try and control the game. I'd have actually gone with uh, Luke Young back in his original position at attacking midfield with Jones and O'Connor. Um, to try and beef up that of midfield, especially away from home. But he went quite brave with Lee, and Lee wasn't really... I don't know what the highlights looked like, but he didn't really influence the game. Um, and, I, I, you know, without getting on to last night too much, but it, it was very similar last night. Yeah. We're, um, we're quite used to seeing Lee come on in the hour mark, aren't we, and, and, and really changing the game. I mean, I think Davis <clears throat> did a hell of a job of doing that last night, but... Yeah. Seeing Lee play the full 90 minutes, uh, I mean, obviously, he's good enough to play 90 minutes. He's better than a lot that we've got. But um, we are used to seeing him absolutely dominate the attacking. And over 90 minutes, he's not going to do that. So maybe he's falling a little bit behind um, in the attention section. But, uh, he, he, yeah, last night, he, he did a hell of a job. He, he got he got kicked around a little bit, didn't he? He won a few free kicks. But not as not the impact he has when he comes on later on. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. So I mean, all in yeah. all, I guess with, are we we're we're happy with a point, but yeah. it, I mean, happy, re- happy, happy, really happy, or happy, happy, little bit underwhelmed. What are we? What are we thinking? Well, I'd say happy with the points. Um... With the occurrence away from, you know, you want them to get the three points, but at the moment, like you say, it's just the same thing every game at the moment away. So happy with the point that we've got something and we haven't lost. Yeah, I agree with that as well. It's um, with yeah, with the away form, you'd expect a bit of a struggle. So to come away with a point is is good. You know, we'd we'd hope for the three points and really take these. Big teams that were challenging the, the, for the top spot take them down, but um, to go there and come away with a point, it's yeah, it's it, it's okay. I'm happy to carry on. Okay, well let's uh, let's actually change the order up a bit and let's just blend it into last night. So, um, I know you were there, Neil. Emma, were you yep. there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, so, yeah. so you were there, of course, because obviously you lost your voice. Um, <laughs> so go on, give us your. <laughs> Give us your whoever I don't mind who starts. Give us your summary of last night. Give us your thoughts on uh, uh, on the performance and you know what you saw. Well, well, for me, the the look, looking at the team unchanged. I thought, you know, he's sticking with the same team, which is fine. Um, I thought Tunnicliffe played really well. I was surprised he did get taken off. But obviously, I knew why, you know, to change the formation. The first half was a bit lacklustre. Halifax seemed to just take control of the game. And I thought Luke Summerfield played well for them first half. He was controlling that midfield like he used to do for us. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, he's getting on a bit now, but, you know, still a good <laughs> footballer, like, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, after that first half, I thought, if Parky doesn't have some enthusiasm for <laughs> to come back out, something needs to change. But second half, you could see the goal was coming. It was just waiting for it. And those chances, obviously their goalkeeper made some good saves. Two worldies, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, you know, the second half was a lot better. Jordan Davis coming on, cracking goal. Yeah. And it seemed when he came on, it, it, he seemed to pick up the passes to the to the front two. That's what you know the difference was, I think. Yeah, go on, go on, Neil, to give us your thoughts, and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll chime in. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I came away happy. I, you know, the, as you say, Emma, the first half, the first part of the first half was um, hard to watch. It didn't look like we were getting anywhere. And and it did seem as well that they were just passing. We had a game a couple of weeks ago where we were just dominating and passes were going everywhere in different triangles and people were doing one-twos everywhere. And it was great to watch, but Halifax were doing that to us yesterday. And it was just difficult to watch them get past people like, you know, uh, Fads and get past uh, Tunnicliffe. Um, not with ease, but just, just fluidity. And it, it, was, it was quite hard to see us coming back after that penalty got uh, went in. Albeit Howard didn't really have much to do apart from the penalty, did he? I mean the defence did their job pretty well. I'm 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 really happy with Tunnicliffe coming in. Uh, I think it's fair to give Clowith a bit of a break now. He is still learning. He's he's, he's young so you can afford to give him a break. Uh, Tunnicliffe did well. I, I'm happy for him to stay in. But towards half time I, I I said to my wife, I said I can't see anything coming of this match. Um, so, as you say, Emma, the enthusiasm counter went up. Must have done. Yeah. <laughs> Had to have done. Um, Davis coming on. And, uh, yeah, it, it just looked a completely different team. We were, we, we were doing what we expected to do against a team that are uh, struggling like Halifax. Um, funny, when it, I think it was the second, when the second goal came in, I sat yesterday on the, 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 the university end of the Wrexham Lager stand uh, right on the stairs, and when the second goal came in, my wife went to hug me. I pushed past her, and I ran to the bottom of the stairs, and I was <laughs> celebrating over the fence. Um, At the Halifax fans, Neil. Uh, just above the yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I retreated pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, very happy to walk away with the, with the three points that I thought they they came back. It's just it's just that start of the game that we just need from the kickoff. We just need to be a certain a bit of dominance to show them. That we're not going to stand for any silly, yeah. easy attacks. And um, yeah, there was too many at the start. Uh, but yeah, we, we came back as we expected for the for the second half. Um, glad to get three points there. It was it was an easy watch to start with. Yeah. So uh, I was disappointed with our start because I think Parkinson in the leader had sort of said, "We'll be on the front foot from the off uh, at home," <laughs> and it didn't. Seemed like that no. at all. So it was like the opposite no. of that to me. It was it was bizarre. Yeah. Um, as I watched the game, it's quite interesting. I watched it, and Halifax actually allowed us to have the ball. They were happy for us to have the ball, and they were just getting good shape and men behind the ball because I think they knew that we haven't got 
well, I say we're not playing very creatively through midfield. We seem to be liking these Tozer or Hayden long diagonals to a wing back, and we seem to play from that from that point onwards. Um, and they were quite happy for us, you know. They were they were doubling up to trying to trying to stop that pass, um, and they were they were hoping we would play through midfield, and we we didn't. And it, it was really frustrating because at times the the midfields were hiding. They were they were the, the uh, Jones and Elliot Lee were sort of. In and around two or three players all the time, not coming coming short to pick up the ball, not offering for it. So, you know, it was really frustrating. The people around me were going nuts, and and you know what it's like. Every time Toza sort of looks like he's going to hit this long ball, all the sighs come, don't they? Because people yeah. are getting, you know, people are a bit like, oh, you know, come on, play some football, don't just lump long balls. Um, so I, you could sense the frustration. Um, but that midfield just doesn't control games at all, and that is the problem, you know. Until we yeah. start to control, you're not going to win <clears throat> games against top sides if you don't control the football. Um, no, you know. Uh, it, so it's, we've got to get either, you know, we've got to get a bit more out of these players um, because it doesn't appear like he wants to go out and do anything and bring in any other midfielders in. So he must be happy with what he's got. So he's got to get them guys performing a bit better. Um, and I'm quite interested because Tom O'Connor wasn't on the bench last night and he was named as a sub on Saturday, but it was Clareworth that we could see on the bench uh, who wasn't named on the on the starting lineup. So is O'Connor injured again or does anybody know? I haven't heard anything. No. O'Connor seems to be one of these players that just keeps catching niggles everywhere, just little bits here and there. And (laughs) I'd love O'Connor to to get in the squad. I think he's a, you know, we we need to see more of him. We need to see if he's a a warranted, you know, purchase uh, by the club. Um, I'd I'd love him to get into the side, but obviously there's not much room at the moment. But, when he when he comes on, I mean, we haven't seen him do much to uh, command the game yet. But um, I'd love to see Connor in. But just to go to, to go back to that, we were saying about the uh, the wing back play. Um, it when I think what we are missing with Clowith, if we are missing something with him, he he does like to run down the wing. He overlaps. With, uh, yeah, yeah, um, and we're not seeing that with Turning Cliff yet. So oh. you know, the attacking of the left side. I think is is a little bit lapsed. So we've got Hayden, who does like to to push forward a little bit. He does go on his little dribbles like Dennis Lawrence to do. Yeah, we hear along the the, the the further he gets, the more cheery we get. Yeah, but uh, yeah, on, on the left side, and obviously Turnercliffe is a right-footed player as well, isn't he? So it's um, it's getting that partnership right on the left-hand side, which I think is a bit of a, a, a not a problem, but maybe something we we need to work on. I think. Uh, and I'll throw this one to you in a minute, Emma. I think, firstly, we desperately miss Mendy because um, yeah. he is a much bigger threat down the left uh, as a natural left footer and a naturally a very attacking wing-back is how I would describe him. Um, but I just I just wonder, McFadden frustrates me because I, do, I, I don't think he's particularly good as a defender or as an attacking full-back. So, you know, so... I, I'm not a massive fan, but I won't just wonder whether there is any chance because Phil Parkinson really likes Bryce Hosanna. Just wonder if there's any chance he might throw him in at the weekend um, uh, on the left because he has done that before. 
Yeah, I mean, Cal McFarlane, when he came in, he looked really, you know, good and played well in the scene. But lately, when Mendy came in, he, he plays one game, which he could be, you know, really good. And then two games, he goes missing. Yeah. And we just, we you know, we can't have that. We need, to, like you said, the attacking, the defending. And when Mendy came in and went straight in the team, I thought that obviously is the right option. But when he got injured, I thought, you know, we are going to miss him big time because he does go forward and, and he doesn't, you know, he, he takes players on. Yeah. And that's what's good about him. Yeah. Um, and he can like finish, as we saw. Was it Dorkin? Yes. I think he scored. Uh, yeah. memory's, my memory's gone a little bit now. But he has. Yeah. He, he did score a really good goal in one of the games I was at. I think it was Dorkin. Yeah. I mean, Hosada, yeah. Good, you know, good player, still learning. But there's no, you know, if, if he gives him up that side, then we can't do any worse, can we? Or no. you wouldn't think. What do you think, Neil? Do, do you think there's any chance he might mix it up a bit there? Or... Uh, what would you do? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 I mean, he's without Mendy, he has he has got a bit of a problem with left 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 back, isn't he? I I quite like McAlinden, to be honest with you. Um, I like his attacking yeah. style. I like um, he does come back and defend. Uh, he's he's quicker, uh, and he gets he gets balls into the 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 the, the middle as well. Um, yeah, Callum is last night. I I do I do defend. Uh, Callum quite a lot, but last night I couldn't see any reason to because none of the passes he was getting were were attacking, none of them were getting to the man. Um, Hosanna, yeah, he, he came on recently, didn't he? Um, towards the end of one game recently, and he, he you know, he uses his pace and uh, he, he he needs to get in a bit more, otherwise, it'll end up turning like a, a Cam Green or a French, you know, just fade into the background, which we don't want. Um, but like you said, he does quite like Hosanna. So I think he'll try and fit him in, whether that's coming on as a, as a sub and changing formation or um, starting with him, just to get some kind of left-sided partnership between two players and then solidify that. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see more of Hosanna and I would like to see more of uh, McAlinden. Yeah, yeah. McAlinden's a, a good shout. I think certainly against the weaker side where you're going to... You should, yeah. sorry, you should dominate the ball. So you're not going to be, you're not going to test him defensively. Then he's a, he's a, it's an easier choice to pick, isn't it? If you were playing away at Notts County, you might think twice about picking McAlinden at left wing back. Yeah, I, I see what you mean by that. I'll, I'll, um, but I, I see what you mean with McFadden uh, as well, because McFadden, uh, he's he's a bit of a, a left back rather than yeah. a left wing. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. 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 Um, so, obviously, I mean, you know, if we change formation, that might be slightly slightly different. But uh, at the moment, there doesn't seem to be any uh, any sign of that, does there? Unless we're throwing the kitchen sink at people. Uh, and then he does, like he did last night, he seemed to change it, didn't he? Um, yeah. But I agree with whoever before said Tony Cliff was good. He was he was good against Boreham Wood. I thought he was good last night. Okay. I think he went off because we wanted to retain the toes a long yeah. throw. Um, yeah. uh, I can't remember. Was it nil nil when he went off? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I... it? no, it scored the penalty, didn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I saw. I was thinking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We hadn't scored. Yes. So no, I, we had. And I mean, I think 
a lot of people have given Toza uh, criticism lately. So you could have gone, well, why hasn't Toza gone off? But it's the long throw, and then Toza goes and obviously scores the goal as well. Yeah. Um, so he has got the odd goal in him as Ben. I think it was deflected, but um, you know it yeah. looped up in into the top corner. So we're, you know it doesn't matter how they go in, as they say. Um, but those long throws were. Uh, are what basically, you know, almost keeps him in the yeah. side, aren't they? You know, he is such a threat from them, especially with Hayden. As well, as well, um, the, the the game that he went off, you know, he had a he had a bash with Tony Cliff, didn't he? And he went yeah. off um, from there. Oh, we were blind, wasn't it? And and we let two in. Yeah. I mean, surely Toza does have a presence in the back. I mean, he does have. We we keep. I I keep saying, if it wasn't for his long throws, would he still be, you know, an every minute man? But uh, he's obviously got something there, and he, he has got a voice in the back. You know, if you hear him shouting to the others whilst they're getting ready for a, a free kick or something, he has got a voice on him, a very commanding voice. So he does have a good presence in the and back. He's experienced, um, isn't he? He is a very experienced, very experienced defender. Been around um, for a while. I felt sorry for Bullin and Palmer because they were feeding off scraps, uh, really. Um, but the one thing I will say, um, I know Ollie Palmer didn't. A score last night, but he made that goal for Davis with some superb hold-up play, and it is a thankless job that he gets asked to do. Is there's the kind of battering ram, you know, and you know we're just going to lump long balls to Ollie, and you've got to hold it up or flick it on, and um, but even at the end, I don't know if you've noticed, you know, it must have been in like the 80th, 85th minute, he was sprint, he's sprinting 40, 50 yeah. yards to chase yeah. balls down in corners, um, you know, that's not easy to do. So um, I thought. Although he hasn't scored, so he doesn't make a headline. Um, I thought, you know, that that thankless work he did was was really really good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, it's not just about scoring goals; it's you know, getting involved in making them. It's mulling, you know, too as well, because he sometimes he goes up the side and makes the goals as well, even though they're not scoring. But as, as long as we are scoring and winning games. I think that's more important, you know, team. Exactly. Special bit. Oh, go on, Neil. Sorry, a question about Palmer as well. I mean, his work rate last night it was it was immense, um, and he does his job, and he's obviously that battering round that he got built up to be on the documentary, and we're, we're so happy to have him. Do you, Do you think Do you think um, he goes down quite easily? Yeah, I, I, I understand the question because I can hear people around me asking it whenever when he does get a nudge and he falls to the floor. Um, so I, I, I just wonder whether in League One, League Two, you get those free kicks a bit more. Um, yeah. Compared to the National League, where it is a bit of it's a bit more robust in the National League. Um, yeah. So I, I, I understand the the point. Uh, I wonder if he's just not it's not you know it's just not registered with him that this isn't League One, League Two. And you do have yeah. to be a bit tougher. So yeah, I agree. I would like him to stand up a bit more and try and dominate a centre half and bully him and not go down so easily. Yeah. But I, that that's my only the only thing I can think of is that you know, um, in in as you go higher up in the football, it does seem to be that if there's any touch, you go to ground, you get free kicked, and it drives me mad. Um, yeah. But what what do you think, Emma? I well. I, I... <laughs> When you're saying about him going down and that, I just thought he's like the kind of player like you want him to stand up, but sometimes his refs are just, <laughs> I mean, last night it was so frustrating. And I think he went down just because he wanted to get something because 
he was just not giving anything. I mean, the amount of fouling last night, even pulling Tozer's, when Tozer was trying to take the throw in, the Halifax fans were pulling his shirt. <laughs> and, you know, the stewards are in between them. You know, I know it's a bit of, the, you know, thing and that, but I just think these refs, I mean, that ref last night has only refed six games in the National League. <clears throat> Yeah, so I, 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 I'll share something with you. That, uh, basically, that um, let's just say Ollie wasn't best pleased with the ref on Saturday and perhaps doesn't think he's the best that he's ever, you know, might even think he's the worst that he's ever had in his career. Uh, so, yeah. And again, um, and it was interesting last night, you know, because you're thinking, well, we're never going to get a ref as bad as that. And then he gave that really, well, it felt like a soft penalty to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe I didn't see it properly, but I think I thought at one point this survey had actually unballed it, but maybe he hadn't. Uh, but he just collapsed to the floor and I'm thinking, get up. And the next thing, this ref's blowing yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, here we go again. You know, it yeah. is just a disaster, the refereeing in the National League. It yeah. did, it did seem like that. The first first couple of calls he made, including the penalty, I, I I turned to my wife and said, "It's going to be one of them again, isn't it? They're not going to give anything. It's going to have someone's going to have to go down bleeding or something to give to give anything." But I I saw with the with the penalty, all I saw really because it was a bit of a blur was um uh, some someone put their foot up, fellow went down, penalty. But I looked at the the YouTube now, the was it the the, the highlights now. There was something on on YouTube just this morning, and uh, I think it was Luke Young went in for a tackle, and I don't think he made any contact. But if you put your foot up in the penalty area, someone's going to go down, aren't they? Well, you give if you give the ref a decision to make, or sorry, yeah. if you give an inept ref a decision to make, it can go against yeah. you, can't it? Uh, and that's yeah. the problem. You've got to be a bit smarter and not give the ref a decision to make. But then the, the fine line then is also you need to try and clear the ball or get a block in as well, don't you? So it, yeah. it's, a re- it's a really hard sort of balancing act. Um, yeah. It felt really soft, but um, uh, and trust me, that ref on Saturday that we had at Bora Wood was worse than this fella. This fella last night was bad. The one on Saturday was yeah. an absolute disaster. It was even the Bournemouth, yeah. Even yeah, the Bournemouth fans. fans had nothing to moan about because no. it was it, the, he gave them every decision, every yeah. soft free kick, and he gave us nothing. Nothing, was, yeah. I couldn't even, understand why I'd see, I, I, no. why they were moaning. It was bizarre. Yeah, um, I watched the vlog on the Bournemouth one of their fans, and he was saying that's all the ref. He said, "I've never ever seen a ref like this ever." In in all the years of being coming, disaster. Uh, so d- yeah. let's just wrap up last night with a special mention for somebody though. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say necessarily it was an outstanding defensive game, but Aaron Aiden scoring goals is just. Well, I don't think I've oh. seen a centre. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm trying to wrap well. my brain. I, I don't think I've seen a centre half. Um, one one that can score so many goals. I'm just the, the last defender that I really loved was Curtis Tilt. Um, mm. I really liked Tilt. He, you know, he, he could he could carry the ball. He was comfortable. He was a good defender. I think he's at somewhere like Wigan now. I think, um, but I really liked. But Aaron Hayden, what a signing he's been! Yeah, definitely that goal. I mean, looking at the highlights, he just came up there, nobody marking him straight in the goal. He he's just a force to be reckoned with, isn't he? on them balls coming into the box. Yeah, go on, Neil. Have some nice words. Well, 
he seems to be in the air for minutes. Yeah, like Ronaldo. He jumps like Ronaldo yeah. does, yeah. Yeah, you're going to see his knees by the goalie's head soon. <laughs> but I think it was one of the lads on Fe- the Fearless. Uh, he filmed him running up. Tim it was, yeah. I, yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, the defenders didn't really catch on to Hayden just yeah. making his way to the box briefly. And then all of a sudden, he just got this pelting run jumped up and it was in and I thought he's just a masterclass to come to come from defence and score what's he on eight now seven eight yeah something like that and uh, it's it's unbelievable and you can see why Toes is getting them throw it in straight yeah. you know he's, he's obviously he's not aiming for Palmer anymore he's aiming for Hayden Hayden yeah We'll, uh, let's just touch on a bit of, a few bits of news that are hanging around the club. So I guess the the the, the, the bit of news that dominated the week for us really was I'm going to call it Bootgate, right? Yeah. So I don't want to give it too much time. I just want to get people's thoughts on it. I'm interested because. I've got an opinion on it as a um, using as a fan, uh, a, somebody who runs a business and has to deal with uh, councils and councillors and um, just you know I've got quite an interesting view on it. That it's interesting to see some of the reaction I've seen on Twitter uh, and what people have messaged me. So just give us your just without going into too much detail or or giving your political views unless you really want to. Um, Give us your thoughts on the whole the whole thing, Neil. What uh, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, yeah, I can understand both sides. You know, Mullen gets his personalised boots and takes a picture, puts it on his socials. Okay, he's put Wrexham in in the back. He's put he's done it inside the racecourse ground. Um, so there's a little bit of a, I suppose, a conflict between someone there if he did it in his own garden fair enough but i i don't think you can begrudge wrexham the business football club the business for for just saying you know we 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 don't feel like we can condone that message um uh, i i can understand that from the business side i mean i'm I'm not a businessman but i don't know the ins and outs of all how it goes um we've got this government grant coming and you know the government at the minute is what it is, and we we have to we have to stay nice to them. We have to stay, you know, we have to keep handshaking, which is uh, you know it's hard for people to see. Um, but that's as at the moment, that's what we've got to deal with. Emma, what were your sort of reaction and thoughts when you when it all unfolded? I guess. Yeah, I totally agree with Neil. I think obviously when the pictures come out, you know, I didn't really understand the fully, you know, behind of the reaction to it. But then I think the club coming out with a big statement, I think, blew it up yeah. into the media. Yeah. Um, while we were in the pub last night, somebody had a text from Switzerland saying that it was on the international news. I Ooh, think yeah. if it hadn't of had a big statement like that, maybe it would have gone under the radar a bit. <clears throat> I just think it's made it a bit worse than 
a big thing like that. And I think with the issues at the club, with people at the moment, it just backfired a bit. Exactly. Yeah, so um, I think when I, when I, it didn't dawn on me when I first saw it. I think everybody thought it was quite funny and it was quite, yeah. you know, it was very mullin, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, uh, so it didn't quite dawn on me. But then when I saw the statement in the morning, it did dawn on me. And I can understand why they've had to make the statement, um, in all honesty. They cannot upset. The The reality is that the, the, the Conservative Party control a big chunk of taxpayers' money, our money. Our money right. is controlled by the Conservative Party in this levelling up fund, right? And we have obviously, you know, we've asked for multi millions of pounds from this this leveling up fund. Um, I've heard and read different things. You know, if you guys have heard anything for sure, then obviously tell me. But I've heard it could be as much as sort of seven or eight million quid that we were asking for to to get this cop done, right? I wasn't aware. No. Now, you know, my gut feeling is, you know, that's going to be hard to raise that money ourselves compared to getting it from the foot this potentially from this funding uh, sure. i'm not saying it's impossible uh, especially with ryan and rob but you know they're not going to put their hands in the pockets and build that stand it's got to be paid for either you know via some funding or via some sponsorship hasn't it you know they're not and we couldn't i wouldn't dream of asking them to pay that money to be honest um irrespective so um or loans we obviously we can loan the money and pay it back over many years um so I can understand why the club have looked at it and gone, right, they have obviously felt it was bigger than what perhaps we thought it was, which is why we're kind of saying, I'm not sure it was that big. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah. It might have just gone away. Um, but they obviously had to felt, somebody felt, and we'll come on to who uh, in a minute, but somebody felt, right, we need to make sure we play a neutral position here. We've got to put out a statement. Um, so I don't for one minute think Paul Mullins had a bollocking or anything. I think somebody's gone to him and said, listen, just just have a think about it and don't do that again. But the statement makes it sound like he yeah. might have had a flea in his ear, but I suspect yeah. he hasn't. That's our that's just our public sort of, you know, our... Yeah, our, but, action. I, yeah but, you know, I... I understand the hatred towards the Conservative Party. I get that. I, I'm totally with it. But I'd rather take their money and run, to be honest. I just, you know, some we call it acquiescence. I would rather be acquiescent, um, take the money, rebuild the stand, ensure the club survives, ensure that we thrive, ensure that we can go forward. Um, my concern is that as an investor, if we can't redevelop that cop, um, or if it's going to take longer, then, you know, that's a big cross in some of the boxes for Ryan and Rob. And we don't really want that, do we? We don't want to, you know, we want to, we want them to be happy and see this investment grow. Um, but if you can't redevelop it and get that extra sponsorship and that extra five and a half thousand people in, you know, you do start to think, Oh God, that you know, that doesn't feel good for an investor um, or an owner uh, of, of the club. Um, so I understand they've taken a, a politically neutral view. I understand why people are upset about it, but it, to be honest, it's the right thing to do um, because we, you know, we we do want that fund, that potential funding, and who knows what other funding in future. Um, so you don't have to agree with it. I understand. I totally get it. 
But from the yeah. club's point of view, we have to stay neutral. Um, I, I see all the pictures of people posting pictures of, I think it was Jacob rees Morgan, and Andrew Davis uh, visiting the ground recently. Um, I get, I, so I get that. It's, everybody hates the Tories at the moment. That's just a general message. That will bear out in the general election. So don't worry, folks. As soon as there is one, they're going to get walked. Whether you, you know, I, I don't yeah. know your, what your political views are, but they're going to get they're going to get absolutely rinsed in the election. I don't think anybody yeah. doubts that. Yeah. Um, because of their actions uh, in the last couple of years, so I've got sympathy with the club. Um, it was interesting uh, before we go on to who potentially put that statement out because that's causing a bit of contro- controversy. I got a message off somebody that said I would rather not see the stand built than uh, I'll, I'll tailor the words. I would rather not see the stand built than basically get into bed with the Tories. Really? No, I don't know that. So, <laughs> and I'm just like, are you kidding me? This club nearly died. Yeah. And you're naive enough to be thinking that. Uh, and I had that, that sentiment off some other people as well. Um, but that was there was one particular person, and I just thought, you know, you've you 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 you've got to you've just got to mature a bit and understand that life is actually like this. You have to. This is the games that you play with people at different levels in different businesses with different departments. That's what your life becomes. Is this sort of you know playing a game? Just play the game, take the money off them, and we'll yeah. we'll just go on. You know, we'll yeah, we'll laugh all the way. And our new cop opens. We'll you know we'll we can laugh at the Tories then because they won't be in power by then. So um, you know, um, yeah. so that was the that was that that was the kind of things that I thought. Uh, I don't know if anybody's itching to disagree with uh, with my thoughts. Neil looks like he's no. ready to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I agree with everything you do. I mean, we need to understand. Everyone needs to understand that this club is growing and this. You know, things like this will come into play. Um, if we want a bigger club, if we want more people in, we're going to have to let you say the, the, the phrase is play the game. Yeah. You know, shake the hands and smile behind behind the walls because, you know, if if, we, if we're just going to put a full stop to it and say I'd rather this instead of this, then we're just going backwards. And Ryan and Rob aren't going to want to stick around, <clears throat> stick around if we've got that mentality. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I agree with yeah. everything you said and. Um, it was yeah, best interest of the club. Not not the greatest way to approach it. I saw something on was it BBC News or something about it, and you know the world's got its eyes on us now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we need we need to we need to stay not under the radar, but we just need to get on as a business, as a club, as fans support support everything that they put out. Really, you know, best we can. Um, so yeah, to say that we 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 don't want the the stand in, instead of. What's happening is, um, yeah, that's a bit ludicrous. Um, so just to just to take that on one step before we wrap it up, I don't know if you saw. I certainly retweeted something last night that I'd seen on Facebook. Um, so uh, Fleur Robinson, there was a uh, there is a uh, what should we call it? Is it a petition asking for her to resign? Yeah. Based yeah. on the fact that people assume that she's the person that wrote this letter and that it's her opinions. Now, by all means, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would have no idea who's written that letter. It's her job, no. perhaps, to make sure that what that you know that I guess it's her job to make sure that one is done. But it's not necessarily her decision. You know, I'm sure that. Ryan and Rob and Sean Harvey and you know perhaps if there might be others of on the board there. 
perhaps sat around a table yesterday and went, how do we proceed with this? What's the best way to go forward? I don't think yeah. she's just off her own back gone, we must stick out a letter straight away. Could be wrong, um, but it, we shouldn't be sort of asking for her to resign because we've actually done the right thing, in my opinion. But obviously, other people might think different. What do you think, Emma? I think, well, like you say, I seen the position myself last night. I I don't think it's just what's gone on yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. think it's been building up and building up, and stories are going round. Nothing's getting. I mean, obviously, we've seen a bit of it in the documentary where you know, obviously, it came across, and then on a different podcast, uh, somebody off that was saying that she's seen it happen, things, obviously, you know, whatever's gone on, and it's just fueling it. And then yesterday, it's all blown up, and it's just like the cherry on the top kind of thing. And Yeah, I agree, him, yeah. You know, it needs put, it needs, something needs to happen. It needs either putting to bed or, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people leaving. Nobody, obviously, you know, the stories kind of thing, but unless then people come out and say what's happened yeah, it's it's difficult. just it is isn't it at the moment you know at the moment so i i can understand both because obviously you know we were a fan-owned club and it should be about the fans but then you've got to look at it they're looking at it as a business as well now yeah yeah and I it's agree. trying to keep in the in between the two of keeping the fans happy but creating a business at the same time go on uh before i Box it off, Neil. Give us your uh, give us your thoughts on that little sort of petition and yeah, it was it was a bit of a, a surprise to see that. I mean, like you like you said, I I'm not a hundred percent sure on what Flo Robinson's role is. You know, within the details, I see her at match days. I see her w- walking around with with the big wigs of the club. Um, yeah, but like Emma said, something needs to come out and just explain everything or some just something to be said because if she is at fault for these things, then yeah, needs addressing. But if she isn't, also needs to because she, she's become a bit of a, a scapegoat for frustration now. As as fans need to know, we want to know what's going on behind the doors. And if we if we're not privy to that, then we'll just have to try and deal with it as best we can. But. Um, Floor seems to be Fleur seems to be at the uh, the the, the centre stage of anything that goes wrong, and I I'd, I'd like to know if that's uh, justified. Justified, you know, is it her decision? Is is she just the face of these decisions? Um, she got the, the the horrible job of being the last person to ignite these flames. I, I don't know, but um, she certainly has been the focus on anything that goes wrong backstage. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it, it's it's awkward. I think the cl- uh, around Fleur now. I don't know whether the you think the cl- the club are privy to what's going on on social media. They do seem to be. I think they've got a PR job to do with her now. I think they need to really yeah. try and turn this into some positive stories for her. They seem to really like her. Of what we've seen in the documentary, they speak really highly of her. She seems yeah. to have a good CV. I think we've got a new, is it a new community manager coming in? I think I forget his job yeah. role, but yeah. when I checked his uh, Twitter, he was from Burton. Yeah. So 
it looks like, you know, she's using her network to bring people in, which implies that they've got faith in her to bring people in. Um, but somehow now they have to either keep her out of the headlines for long enough that um, that we just forget about it. And in 12 months time, you know, it, it, there's nothing. Um, or they need to somehow generate something really positive with her. Um, I'm not sure. It's it's really tough one. I'm not a I'm not a communications manager or a PR, so I don't know how you how you start to put positive spin on it from her. You know, you never see pictures like I for instance I saw pictures last night of Rob McElhenney talking to disabled supporters. Right, um, there was photographs um, that, and you know that was brilliant to see him doing that. You never see anything like that from Fleur. So we no. you never see her, you know, we need to perhaps, you know, let's see her at some of the fan meet at some of the like the Flanelby Reds next meeting or the Guersal Reds. You know what you know what I mean? We need it we yeah. need a bit of more of a we've got no connection with her, have we? Um, right. And I thought it, um you, you just reminded me of the documentary. Was she, was she in two scenes and then they were said that she doesn't like being on camera? Yeah. Well that doesn't help us to to, to, to build trust, no. does it? Look know. at what Look at what happened with yeah, you're spot on. And look what happened with Parky. I think a lot yeah. of people had a, 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 a heightened opinion of Phil Parkinson exactly. from from a few you know a few scenes around his dinner table and some what should we call it, enthusiasm in the dressing room. People yeah. got a totally sort of different opinion, and he came out of it really well. I thought so. I think you're spot yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah a good relationship, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they, I say, they need you know whether it's whether it's like. You know, Fleur, we need you. We need to build a connection in season two of the documentary, or, or we just need you to be a bit more visible around the club. They're going to have to start to change yeah. that, I think, somehow. That's what it feels like. But then I'm not a comms or a PR manager, so maybe somebody who's expert in that would say the opposite to what I'm thinking. As, as well as I, I, I always see her. Um, you know, when the players come in, yeah. You know, I go back there sometimes and say hello to the players. I do. Well, ninety-nine percent of the time, she is walking around. But maybe she's busy. I don't know what what her what her tasks are before the game. But she never seems to socialise with any fans. She never stops and talks. Yeah. I think it would do you know everyone a hell of a favour if she just stopped and struck a few hands. But she doesn't seem to want not want to. I don't know, but she doesn't seem to give that any time. You know, like Humphrey Kerr, he, he car yeah. he stands takes pictures. Even Sean Harvey's struck a few hands, and yeah. she doesn't be um, interested. You see, yeah. from the from a you know, I've managed quite a lot of retailers and different business now. From the outside, the impression that that gives, so this is just an impression, is that that strikes you as that's not a people person, and yeah. that then ties into the stories that you hear, yeah. doesn't it? You know, and I say this is just me from the outside. I've never met the lady, so you know, she I could be totally wrong. But that's the impression then that we get, and then I guess that's why people then react on Red Passion and uh, that that petition on Facebook. That's where that comes from, doesn't it? So let's not. Yeah. Should, we, should we? Should we brush? We'll brush on because yeah. otherwise it feels like we're sort of attacking somebody, and I don't really want that. I just wanted to oh. test the temperature really to see whether I was out of tune with it or not. Um, so Rob's visit, I've put here, Rob's visit was awesome. Uh, I mean, how great was that to see him at Ponky Banks watching the ladies? That's great. Um, I know the ladies, some of the ladies team were in, in, in the box in the aviation gin suite with him last night. Um, yeah. So they were posting videos. Um, and then obviously he had a day at like the, is it the Miners, the Miners Rescue at Wrexham Lager? Um, there was somewhere else. Mm. 
You go to the food bank. Yeah, it went to the food bank. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 and I'd, I saw a few people had pictures in town with him as he was making his way to the lager, to the lager the brewery, I think it was, because there was pictures from around Eagles Meadows. Uh, I mean, this it, it, it's still bonkers, isn't it? It's just it's it's still hard to believe, but just thought that that there's some you know think about what we've just talked about with Fleur. There's the opposite again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's somebody that wants to you know integrate within the community, and you know he's he's you know he's just a normal guy, really. I mean, yeah. but to us, he's like you know our savior at the end of the day. But you know the, the stuff he's doing around the community is brilliant. You know the food banks, meeting the fans. Like you say, total different, you know, totally different, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I was thinking... Oh, go on, Neil, to, When he went to watch the women's game, I thought, how amazing is that? But I kept thinking, his, his uh, very white trainers are going to get very mo- lucky in that. <laughs> I, bet they weren't, I bet they weren't £20 Primark. They'd get them they from Primark. <laughs> 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 amazing to see walking around town, uh, you know, I was I was taken back by the the videos from the turf when he yeah. when he when he came to, turf okay. to watch the Boreham Wood game. He was just sat in the corner watching everyone else. Yeah. And I think that he's he's just the you know he's the owner, uh, but he's just a fan with us. Yeah. And, you know, sit there and not be hoarded by people around him and not have bodyguards and you know yeah. PR people around him. Um, it's it's still very strange to to see who we're we're, we're owned by. Um, but the. The, the fact that they come over in such a low-key manner just shows them that it's all about support. It's all about the club. Um, yeah. He just wants to see us succeed now, and you can see it in his in his devotion. Just going, just going on to because we, we mentioned Humphrey Carr's name before. Um, there is a podcast called Chatterbix, um, which is some comedians who do a, a, do a podcast, and Humphrey Carr. Knows these comedians from years ago when he was doing the rounds uh, of the the sort of clubs and circuit, um, and he has this week done. There's an hour and a half podcast with Humphrey where he gives a little bit of more info into uh, you know how they came about, how it came about, all the deal and everything. And there's there's bits in that that we'd not heard before. It's quite interesting that it's, it's actually it was Humphrey that that picked Wrexham. Um, it was his matrix as it was that was used, but that is well worth a listen. That so that's the Chatterbix uh, podcast, uh, just the latest one, um, and, and uh, it's well worth a listen because it's quite funny. They have they have a good laugh. You know, it's three mates who basically know each other, haven't seen each other for years, uh, and like you know they're laughing about how these lot are like struggling comedians now. And Humphrey, who was one, is now managing a football club. Well, oh, you know the the day to day almost of a football club, uh, and. You know, they laugh about watching him in the documentary lolloping around like he doesn't know what he's doing. And, you know, it's it's a really good listen. So, uh, yeah, I'd go have a listen to that. Um, yeah. Next he seems point. like a oh, hell of a as well. He seems like a hell of a character himself, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Does. Again, like you say, just like really approachable and, you know, yeah. really laid back. And, um, you know, he stays at an Airbnb in uh, just outside of Wrexham. He tells you all this in the, you know, when he's here, he tells you all this in the podcast. Yeah. So definitely have a listen. Yeah. Um, so another bit of news then. Um, at Phil Parkinson in an interview in the leader said that Rob Leighton, Harry Lennon and Reese Hall Johnson were playing in a reserve game this week. Now, I can't yeah. find one on the fixtures. So I don't know whether this is one like last season now when they arranged games 
um, with people or whether he's just got his weeks mixed up. Um, but I don't know if yeah. you did. Did you see that? Yeah, I did we, see. We saw that one. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a bit. My, my brother said on on the way home yesterday. So it wasn't wasn't this meant to be this week? But I did look on the fixture list, and there's not one until the start of November, I think. Yeah. They do have a uh, cup competition went... as well. They have the league and they have a cup, but neither right. neither of those have got a fixture listed. So whether it's something oh. that's been rearranged or, as I said, maybe they because last season they did arrange games, didn't they, for people to get fitness back. So it could be could be one of them. Um, but I saw Rob Layton um, on the pitch before Boreham Wood. I say I, I tweeted it. I made sure to tell him that we were, you know, we were really glad to see him back out on the grass. Interestingly, Aidan Davidson asked me, "Well, what about me?" Uh, I was a bit like, oh, well, well, yeah, I'm not missing you as much as I am Rob Leighton, if I'm honest, uh, Aidan. Um, and lots of people were going up to him because they, they gave him about a 20, 30-minute w- uh, workout before the game. And loads of people were sell- telling him how much they missed him. But h- him and Lennon specifically, you know, will add real depth. And Riesel Johnson, again, covering it at full-back. Um, you do wonder whether he's got a future with us, given the the, the strength of the right hand side. But uh, you know we're starting to get some bodies back whenever this friendly is, which is quite exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, it, it'd be great to see. I I thought um, Lennon should be fit a lot long, uh, earlier than this. Um, I loved Lennon last last season. He, I feel he brought some actual strength, and you know we got goals as well. Uh, we saw Johnson. Yeah. The right-hand side is looking pretty strong, um, so he's going to have to work really hard to get back into that team. Um, and who's got Leighton? What do we do with Leighton and Howard? What, what's, what's your opinions on them? He walks straight back into the side once he's fit for me. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think um, Leighton is definitely the number one. I think Howard is better than Dibble, but not as good yeah. as Leighton. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I'm not saying Mark I will be happy about that, um, no, uh, uh, or couldn't change our opinion of that. But from what I've seen, uh, I think he's got a deficiency getting down quick enough. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm not sure he dominates his box as much as I would like him to be a bit braver. Um, and he had those issues early on. Do you remember? Was it the first game when he came to punch one and he totally missed it? Um, yeah. it was yeah. I forget. But- being a newcomer to the uh, the national yeah, league, yeah, get that, get that. Um, but uh, you know, uh, but I, for me, it's no contest. Leighton yeah. comes back in. I suspect Parky won't do that. He'll be a bit more delicate about it to yeah. avoid uh, uh, to avoid the upset in the team. Because um, if you just take Howard out without sort of reason, I, you know yeah. that that then upsets Mark Howard. But if Howard makes a if Howard makes a mistake or has a shaky game. I think he, that's when he'll he'll use the opportunity. But for me, it's it's no contest personally. But you sound yeah. like you might disagree, Neil. No, I, I do agree with that. I think Lington does deserve a spot straight back. And if we remember, Howard's pretty much only here because Lington was injured. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think I think Parkinson would have no trouble just to say, okay, Rob's back. He is the number one. You know, we're going to put you on the sidelines. I I wouldn't say any bother with that. I, you know, it'd be harsh on Howard. I think he has had some good um, performances. Sometimes he's had nothing to do, so we haven't really seen much of him too much lately. But I do think that Rob should come back in. It just uh, Howard's worked really hard to to keep his spot, even though he's not really got much competition at the moment. But 
I do. I see what you mean with with Leighton was walking back into number one. Well, do you, do you agree though, Emma? Yeah, definitely agree. I mean, like you say, you can't just put him in and say, you know, we're dropping you, like integrating back in. But he seems to give everything for the, you know, he's down here, down there, you know. Yeah. But uh, with Howard, I mean, he's let the same goal in in about three different games. That low one in the... Just, it, yeah, yeah, right in the corner. And it's like he's just got his hand there, but he hasn't. Yeah. And it's it's frustrating when you think, well, you did the same last week. I mean, like you say, he has had some good performances, but he has had games where, like you say, we have he hasn't had much to do. So you haven't really seen him, you know, the the lot of him basically. But yeah, definitely agree with Rob Lane, some good news that he's coming back. It might be an easy decision that we know because perhaps when Howard came in, perhaps they said, Listen, Rob's the number one. Your yeah, job yeah. is to convince us that he's not. Um, and if you can't do that, then Rob is the number one, you know. Um, yeah. So it might actually be an easier conversation. They might He might be ahead of the game and he might already know that. But, um, you know, it, we'll see. But that's a big decision. I agree with you about Lennon, Neil. Lennon was the best player for the first third of last season. He was outstanding. Yeah. You know, um, a bit like Max was earlier on this season, you know, when he had that sort of a good four, six weeks um Late, I, I'm like you. I love Harry Lennon. I, I don't like yeah. his injury record, but I love him as a defender. But yeah. he's a left-sided player, isn't he? So he suits that position much better than Clueth and Tunnicliffe do. They're doing a good job. But he, um, Lennon, that's his position to me. Uh, we're all just waiting for him to come back. I know he's going to be two games a month. I don't know what he's what he's going to put him down to. But um, yeah, definitely, I look forward to having him back. OK, so let's push on. Uh, the cop planning, so obviously I think, was it the 7th or the 9th of November? I've lost the date now. Uh, but early in November, we'll know whether uh, the planning has been approved for the cop. Anybody think that's not going to get approved? Because I think it's probably a, a, as straightforward as it can be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's, it's a given. I suspect they already know it. Um, uh, and the fact that they're, they're sort of... Uh, Telling us that the, the the decision is coming implies to me that they already probably really know what's know what's going on, um, and they're putting a lot of emphasis into the the the, you know, the the demo cop stand that they've put by the the club shop. Yeah, the, the actual socials of Wrexham are putting a lot of effort into letting that be known. So they must be building yeah. up to something. Yeah, I think I think they know. Um, the. Uh, Last couple of bits then. So, yeah, we got a gym partner last week. So Everlast is now our gym partner. Reality of that means that we just get to use their gym while we're waiting for our gym to get built, isn't it? That's the uh, that's the, the, the main thing is that Everlast have got a nice shiny gym with loads of equipment, which is handy for us. Is that for the fans as well? Well, they said they're going to have a discounted Season. membership for the fans, yeah. didn't they? What was it? Isn't yeah. it? Season second holders. Yeah, uh, there was something. They haven't announced yeah. exactly what... But it did. It did. It did yeah. actually say that there was something. Uh, what that is and what that looks like, who knows? But uh, you know, if the, if they've got good facilities, in theory, that should benefit us. Pretty simple and straightforward. That one. be better. I've done a documentary that that little yeah. scene <laughs> with the bouncy ball in the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we know they are. They are obviously building the gym, aren't they? But uh, not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, 
So then we've got a couple of changes. So we had a couple of changes then, just to wrap up the news. We had a couple of changes. So the Scunthorpe game moved back a day, didn't it? So that's gone from a week on Tuesday to a week on Wednesday now, uh, which is a bit of a pain for all those people who'd perhaps arranged to stay away or, you know, uh, arranged to finish work early, etc. But that was obviously because of the FA Cup game. So I don't know. I feel for fans um, because obviously, you know, that's awkward. The flip side to that is if that's what the team wanted for the extra recovery day, then, you know, I guess we just have to swallow it and go, you know, I'd rather the team have the best chance of winning those two games than, you know, me have to guarantee I could make a game. Yeah. yeah. As you say, it's travel costs and hotel costs for fans, isn't it? It's hard yeah, to that's the, yeah. Buy, but like you say, it's, you know, it's their decision. We just have to begrudgingly uh, just just deal with what we what we uh, what we got yeah uh, and then the uh, i think it was the york game has now been moved uh to earlier in the day and it's on bt um, yeah. i know loads of people had already planned and i think the vast majority of people are probably staying away at york um but I guess the people who would perhaps go on the bus on the day, that'll make a bit of a difference to your journey because you're going to be getting up about four hours earlier than you thought you were going to be getting up. Um, and obviously, it's nice to have something on BT, um, you know, especially for you know some of the, the, the foreign fans now. But those who couldn't make that game, um, that's a, a great option now. At least they can get to see it on the telly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think I'll do that. I, I, I would have potentially gone, but I think... Um, I think now it's an earlier kickoff. If my lad's got football as well, it's that's a win for me now. Yeah. I'd we watch any, were any of you going to go to York, or did you? Did you not thought that far ahead? I know Neil I think, isn't. Neil doesn't yeah. like the long journey. We <laughs> <laughs> were thinking about it, but now yeah. we like with the earlier kickoff, and it's on the telly. So I think a lot of people will probably just watch it on the telly. You know. Yes. As I say, you know, if you're friends with a lot of American fans, um, you know, they'll yeah. be loving it because it's another chance. Yeah. Again, we're still, we've got no news on what the streaming setup's going to look like, where it's going to start, how it's going to work. Um, so, you know, that puts doubts in your head. Um, but so for them, at least they are going to get something else to hang on to um, in upcoming. Yeah. yeah I think... when, we, when, we, yeah, when we always play on the telly, though. It, it's I know. The yeah, the performances, yeah. You think well, the Americans are watching it as well, and yeah. it's it's just just us, isn't it? The world is watching. It's not just America. Yeah. Remember, it's the yeah. world yeah. is watching this. Yes, the world. Go on, Neil. You were going to. We should. You we should be used to now, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you know it is. It's it's starting to happen more and more. I guess, isn't it? So it should, we should be more accustomed to it. Um, I guess. Uh, right, I think that's the news. Has anybody else got any other news? No, not that I've seen. All right, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what we'll do, Neil. Let's use this section of news for you to give us your news. So come on, tell, us, yeah, tell us when you're, tell us when 1987 till present will be, will be viewable next. All right, I'm on the spot now. Thank you very much. Um, I've got a couple of gigs coming up. I've got four gigs coming up in the next month. Um, Blimey. Yeah, this Sunday, it's great. This Sunday, playing in Denby, in uh, Guild Hall in, in Denby. Um, uh, and the, I've got the 12th and 29th of November playing in T-Pow in Wrexham. 
Ooh, one is for the Wild Gore Festival. Um, that'll be around one o'clock in the afternoon. It's, it's a cracking lineup Saturday that weekend, actually. And I've got one on the 29th and playing just before the England versus Wales public screening. Blimey. So, so where's that one? That's T-Pub as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I've got uh, one on the 17th, also in Wrexham, at a secret location that um, I can't say yet until it's been confirmed by the organisers. So um, what people should do then is follow your at 1987 yeah. till present on Twitter? On Twitter and Instagram, um, also on Facebook as well. I, I've got the same tag on each of them. Um, a follow would be much appreciated. And you can also listen to uh, this song, uh, uh, will it be at the end of the podcast? Yeah, Matt? we'll put yeah yeah we'll put the song yeah. in at the end, and oh. you can listen via via Bandcamp at nineteen eighty seven till present dot Bandcamp dot com, and uh, any money that that makes goes to Mind Charity, which Matt's mentioned before. Um, but uh, every every listen and every purchase is much much appreciated. Uh, uh, so. Thank you again to Matt for playing the song. No, thank you, and to your brother. And I'll put the uh, I'll, I'll put a tweet out with the link so people can just click on it very easily rather than having to remember web addresses and yeah. uh, and what have you. Um, so we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure of that as well. So we'll look ahead now. Uh, we've we've wrapped that uh, wrapped that news up. Let's look ahead. So next game is Saturday, home to Altrincham. How are we feeling about it? Um, for me, I think it's got to be like another three points. But then I hope we start a lot better than we did last night. And then I, I think we can get the three points. It's just starting from the off and dominating it, getting the goals and not sitting back waiting for them to score. So it's 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 kind of awkward because we we want results, but we want better performance. We're not asking for yeah. Brazil levels of football. No. We just want a little bit of an improvement in performance. Is that what we're? Is that the? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about you, Neil? Are you are you are you a, one of these people that's just like don't care how we win, just win, or do yeah. you want to see us winning? You know, with a bit of style. No, I mean that that seven five was crazy, wasn't it? But you know, it's basically just a two 0 win, yeah, uh, with loads of gone in. But yeah, I I'd, I'd come away with a, a comfortable one nil uh, every game if it means we're winning the league and going up first place. Yeah. The next next on Saturday we we should be beating Old and What are they now? Fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that. Fifteenth uh, in the league, yeah. Fifteenth. Um, yeah, we should be coming away with three points as soon as we kick off. If we if we dominate, like Emma said, we need to dominate from the start. If that happens, then we'll we'll be playing sailing. I think I don't think they pose much of a threat to us, but neither did Halifax, and that that went a bit. So yeah, I I mean I, I'm not going on Saturday. I've got a wedding to go to, but uh, I'm hoping that I'll hear on the radio that uh, we'll be we'll be scoring a couple of goals comfortably. It'd be nice to have a clean sheet. Can't remember the last time we had one of them. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just as they, a, they've been gone for a while, haven't they? Just as a side note. So just a bit yeah. of context. So Altrincham's last five games, uh, they beat Oldham yesterday. Um, they drew four all with Torquay on uh, on the previous on the Saturday. Uh, that was a bat 
that was a crazy game. That was the one yeah. that was on the telly. Was it on the telly, that one, I think? Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was bonkers. They lost to Gateshead um, in the FA Cup. They drew. With, they lost to them in the replay because they, the, they drew with them to all. And then their last league game before that, they beat Dorking 4-1. So they are, they're, they're going to pose the problem, I think, that Halifax basically did. They're going to come and try and be resolute. Um, yeah. They're not going to come here and try and outplay us, are they? No. They seem to be scoring goals when they can, so that that's a problem for us at the back, isn't it? They they are they are good at scoring goals. Um, but no, I I I I'm purely confident that we're going to come away with three points there. Um, and like you say, hopefully the clean sheets start coming back. Yeah. Too. So you're Phil Parkinson. You're now in charge of Saturday's game, Emma. Who are you starting? I've got. I know. Lee has obviously come into the team at the start, but the way Jordan Davis come into the team yesterday and started, but then is Lee more of a player that you bring on and he makes an impact? I think it's hard between them two because you say you can't play them both together in the same team. Yeah, has it ever been done? Yeah, I, I kind of has. He's kind of played. I mean, a couple of times he's played Jordan a bit deeper, hasn't he? When again, yeah. when, we're, when we're chasing games, like what he did last night, he's kind of you know. Um, but we haven't. Uh, did we? Did we maybe start one game away from home with Jordan and Lee? Maybe, but um, yeah, predominantly we don't. We only ever see it when we're chasing a game. Yeah, um, I think it sticks to well. Maybe McFarlane like change like McAlinden or like you say Hosanna. Give it a bit of something, because it's always down that left-hand side that we seem to be getting skinned all the time. Mm. Um, so, go on, give us, give us your lineup. So, Howard in goal? Yeah, it's got to be Howard at the moment, doesn't it? Okay, are you keeping the same formation? Is you, do you, uh, any fear that it changes it? Uh, I can't see it, even though we changed no. last night. I think he'll start the game with his 3-5-2. Yeah, I think he'll stick with that and then change it like he did last night if any, if nothing's happening with it, basically. But, yeah, I'd keep the same back. Same back. And, like you say, for me, just midfield, James Jones was a bit missing in action last night. Yeah. Um, just ball-watching. So whether you change him, I other than that, I'd stick with the same side. Okay, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I say the the unanswered question at the moment is: Is Tom O'Connor fit, or is he just yeah? Let just let him have a rest. Go on, Neil. Give us your lineup. Um, yeah, Howard and Goal. I I keep the same back three. Yeah, uh, I think that that's a, that's a team worth building on now. Yeah. Ford on the right, I'd put McAlinden, I'd start McAlinden on the left just to see how that partnership builds between them two while we haven't got Lennon. Uh, in the middle, well, if I was to say any other two up front than them two, then I'd get hounded, wouldn't I? So there's going to have to be them two up front. Uh, I don't think there's any arguments there. But in the middle, that's where it posed a problem because for me last night, Jones, like you said, Emma, was a bit distant from the ball, um, but he came back into it later on. Uh, maybe he plays better off with Lee than Davis or the other way around. But I'd start with Jones, obviously younger, and I'd put Davis and bring Lee on later on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get that. So uh, if it was me, uh, and we're going to assume that we're, we're sort of we're, we're in Parky 352 mode, 
Uh, Howard starts in goal. The back three is, I, I agree, I think we try and work with that for a bit because, you know, Tony yeah. Cliff looks like granite. Toes are in the long throws. Hayden is obviously, you know, the threat. Um, Ford at right back. I've just got a feeling that Hosanna is going to start at left back, left wing back. Um, but I think you know, like much as Parkinson does, doesn't he? Yeah, well, it, Phil Parkinson really likes Bryce Hosanna. He yeah. brings him in yeah. out of the blue, out of nowhere. He starts him. Um, so I just got a, I just, I've just got a feeling he's going to use it as an opportunity to give him another, you know, to give him a run out, get some minutes in his legs. Um, yeah. Uh, in a game that we, in th- right, air quotes should win, yeah. Um, yeah. Midfield, I'd re, I, I agree with what you said about Jones. So if O'Connor's fit, he starts for me. Um, you know, you you've got to send a message, haven't you, and say, you know, if you drop off the ball, boys, there's somebody else going to come in here. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see O'Connor come in. Davis starts ahead of Lee for me. So in the two games that I've seen Lee start, he's yeah. Uh, and it must be not necessarily his fault because the te- whole team hasn't played, but he's kind of played himself out of the team for me to be back to an impact player for now. Um, yeah. and, you know, the challenge needs to be there for him again now because, jo- like you say, Jordan came on at an impact. So now it's up to you, Elliot, to earn that place back. Um, but he, two games where he had very little influence, really. So that's the reason that, you know, I, I would, if, if Jordan's fit, I'd bring him back in. And then, yeah, I think you've got to start the front two up front. But at some point, we have got to start Sam Dolby. And I'm not sure what that point is. Um, but at some point, we're going to have to rest the front two. Um, so we have going to have to start this lad in some a game sometime soon. Um, but what that is, I don't know. Whether it's when we're playing Torquay, if they're bottom of the table or something. Um, but when you're going to need to rest Mullin and Palmer because you know we're going to we're going to need them. Um, I, I can see Neil's itching to he's rich itching to say oh. something. Go on, go on. No, no, just about Dolby. He, he has come on a few times, and you know the times he's come on, uh, and we're winning five nil, we're winning four nil. There's no real chance to see anything from him, is there? If he scores a goal, then okay. You know, if he doesn't score a goal, then he's made no impact. But last night he came on. Wasn't I? Don't think he was very, you know, attacking. Yeah. He have a chance to do anything, did he? But he has. He, was it Oldham? He came on and he just completely changed everything. Yeah. The the, the forward things, the way they play. He's another tall fella. You know, him and Palmer can just get these balls from the air. Um, I would like to see him a bit more. But like you say, it's it's when do you start implementing Dolby it's... over Palmer over Mullin? What do you do? It's that's a tough goal to call. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he started the Blythe game, if you remember the first one, but him and Lee. Yes. But then the, again, we had another, we had another. It was another nothing performance, really, wasn't it? So yeah. you know, you can't just go, "Oh, Dolby, you're rubbish," because pretty much everybody that day in that away in that away, away game played pretty average, didn't they? So you've got yeah. to, you have got to give him a chance and let him, you know, let him have a couple of games but uh, as I say it, it's it's a when you know are we just going to wait till Mullin or Palmer are injured suspended whatever um, or are we at some point you know we'd, we'd need him to get minutes you know under his belt yeah. and get some confidence yeah. so um, so yeah and perhaps this weekend isn't the time because you know if we think back to Notts County uh, to Notts County at one point last night we're six points clear of us and we're going oh you know Crikey! Um, so maybe now isn't the time. We just need to keep on the heels and keep the keep the best team in. 
But the more you do that, then the second half of the season, it becomes a problem because that's when the, the fitness issues will hit and the fatigue yeah. will hit like it did last yeah. season when they hit a wall because he played the same team every week for nearly yeah. every minute because he didn't yeah. have any faith in the subs, did he? No. So that's the, that's the, that's the reason I'm quite proactive and I'm like, you know, we have got to give a Dolby and a, you know, we have got to rest Mullin Palmer, whoever, a little bit at some point. Yeah, I think, well, a few of them around where I said, was saying about Lee when he ran off, whether he was carrying a bit of an injury. Yeah, I could have been. I mean, I, I thought he would play Davis. When I predicted my team on Fan Hub and I put it out, I'd put Davis in. I thought that's who was going to play. Because uh, yeah. Lee had that, he had he had his fingers strapped up. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. He's got he's yeah. got something on his, on his fingers, which um, appeared uh, at the weekend. Um, so I thought that he would actually rest league last night. Uh, so he could have another injury. Don't, don't, if you know, it's hard when they don't tell yeah. me, you know, we no. never get any real good injury updates. Um, no. so there is an element to that. Um, I, you know, I, I can understand that. Um, so score wise, what are we thinking? What are we going for? Uh, altering at home. I'm going to go 3 1. Again, I think I don't. I don't fancy us to keep clean sheets at all at the moment, um, but I fancy us to score goals. So I think we're going to win three-one. I'm going to go three-nil. Oh, you do fancy the clean sheet? Yeah, against against Ultram, yeah, I think. Come on, Neil. Yeah, I could probably see us holding a clean sheet as well. I, I I'm going to go for a, a strong, controlled two-nil. Mm, very interesting. That's, uh, t- there's only me that has no faith in our defence and goalkeeper. <laughs> then, um, you know, you can you can see why. So. Yeah. Um, so then we uh, we have a, a Tuesday game against Maidenhead. So again, I won't be at this one. Um, we won't predict the team for that because we don't know what's going to happen at the weekend. Um, but what's our thoughts about this? Is the rearranged fixture actually actually isn't it the Maidenhead? Yeah. Then? Um, from. From the Queen, the, yeah, yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, so from that, so Maidenhead sits seventeenth at the moment. Um, are we thinking? Are they lost to Solihull last night? And Solihull are a team on the march. Keep your eyes on them. All of a sudden, they've yeah. overtaken Chesterfield yeah. behind us. Um, they've come out of nowhere. Um, and you know, they, I th- they do that though, don't they? That did you the know. same last season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sit around there, not you know, thinking anything on the media or anything like yeah. that, and then come from nowhere, and yeah. they're like. Christ, where did they come from? Yeah, I, I think they'll do the same this season. They'll be quite happy sat there in third or fourth, floating around there, and then come January, February, that they kick on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so Maidenhead lost to them last night. They lost to lost to Barnet at the weekend. They, uh, they beat a, a, a bunch of amateurs uh, in the FA Cup qualification, and they drew with Oldham and beat Torquay before that. So it sounds similar to Halifax. Um, yeah, to me, anybody think Maidenhead are going to pull off any shocks, or are we are we much of a much and thinking? Well, we really should be putting up a good yeah. performance and scoring some goals here. We should do. We should put a you know performance in against a team like that and take advantage of it. Go on, Mister Neil, give us the words of wisdom. <laughs> um, well, I um, I think we'll we'll get over those uh, those losses last from last season and um, that that. We lose and draw against them last season, was it? I can't remember. I can't, my, I can't Mon- remember. Yeah, I think and we Mon- did. Didn't he? So we'll just have an eye on Mullin. Yes. And, yes. 
Well, uh, let's hope he stays I'm on the pitch. Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go big on this one. I'm going to say we're going to stonk him four nil. I like that, Neil. I like that. What do you think, Emma? Two nil. Oh, so you're going the other way. All right, you think two. Only because we've got a few games on the bounce. Yeah, that's uh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit of, bit of, a little bit of, bit of energy saving uh, needed, and a bit of fatigue. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, they were a problem side for us last season, a little bit, weren't they? They were, they were. Yeah. We, 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 we shouldn't have struggled with them, and we did. And uh, uh, Mull's had his issues, should we say? Um, yeah. So go on. I'll give us a. I'm gonna. I'll be brave. I reckon we'll keep a clean sheet. We'll win two nil. Um, uh, and I like. I think it'll be very. I think teams like this from that sort of section of the table currently are going to come to the race course and just try and be hard to beat, aren't they? Yeah. They're not going to come here and try and outplay us. Um, you know, Dover had a free hit that game because they were down, weren't they? They had nothing to yeah. lose. Um, but I'm just hoping we can. Um, we can, I just like we were saying before, just hoping for a bit of better performance because um, we look like we're in grind it mode we just like look like we're just gonna try and yeah. you know get to a, get to late on in the game and then throw the kitchen sink at it and just let's just see some good starts isn't it you know yeah that's more um right folks i think we're done i know emma's got to go i think i'm, I'm pushing you for time emma yes. um, so i appreciate your time emma uh oh, and mr smith thank you, thank uh, you. that would be incredible yeah, it's been great. And let's hope that uh, I go away, I come back. I think if we can get nine, if we could get another six points, I think Notts County got to play Boreham Wood at some point. We could get yeah. much closer Ch- from that game. Yeah, I think they got Chesterfield on this Saturday. Oh, have they is this Saturday as well? I'm right. sure it's Chesterfield, Boreham Wood Saturday. Ah, okay. So yeah, so this this you know, that top of the table, something's gonna happen in it one way or the other. So, yeah. You know, somebody's gonna drop some points, somebody'll fall away a little bit, somebody'll make some ground up. Not county, got talky. Okay, so we'll give them another five, six nil of there. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I mean. They seem to have all these you know, yeah. teams all month that they just you know. But it it'll come. It'll come. Yeah, because the I flip mean, side to that is still got to go to the base course, yeah. And they'll get a run of games, you see, won't they? Where they, yeah. like, you know, where they'll have a an us and a not, they'll have a couple of yeah. games on the run that won't be that easy. Yeah, um, exactly. So we just have to be as close as yeah. we can. Yeah. They've just um, so not not have just gone up on a one on a goal difference as well, which is yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Got to keep yeah. an eye out for. Them. Yeah. But still, that... a, we we can catch him. We we'll be the hunter. For a yeah. while. Yeah, I'm I'm I know on the Fearless podcast somebody said I'm happy not to be top at the moment, really. Like yeah. you were saying about Solly Hull, Emma. Just let yeah. somebody else have all the limelight and the pressure exactly. of being the top dog. Yeah. As long as we're within striking distance by Christmas. So, you know, yeah. as long as we're within as as we're six points. Yeah. We'll be able to make that you yeah. can make that up in two games. That can totally tra- you know, that can Exactly, because best of fans thought they were winning the league. I mean, yeah. it's only October. Look what's happened to them. Yeah, collapse. They've had a massive collapse, haven't they? Yeah, and I think yeah. if we're not county, if anything happens to Langstaff, they'll just go the same with Shimanga. Yeah. Like I... Chesterfield, you can't rely on one player. Yeah, and I mean, and... Shimanga's come back from injury, had his yeah. head turned, I think, by that 
nearly yeah. deal in the in the window, and now again we you know, don't seem to hear from him at the moment. No. So is no. he wait? Is no. he just biding his time till January? And then there's there's I, a bit of there's a few rumours about Langstaff people watching him and stuff. So you know, if somebody yeah. goes in for him and gets him, that's yeah. you know that's a big loss for them. Yeah, if he can on the way he's going, then Langstaff's gone in January. Yeah, yeah I don't I... think there's any doubt about that. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll have some money to spend, but it's not easy to find goal scorers, is it? That's you no. know, uh, they've got lucky in the fact that they've actually found better goal scorers than what they had, which they had two yeah. decent ones. Um, but they they have found, but it's not easy to find goal scorers. Certainly not halfway through a season. So, um, so you know, that'll be a big loss for them. So a massive thank you to Emma and Neil for uh, jumping on and having a chat with me today. Um, you can uh, also follow them on social media and Twitter. And Neil gave out his handles before, but um, at 1987 till present is uh, Neil's Twitter handle. Uh, and Emma is uh, at xemma79x. So you can follow Emma and have a chat with her, or you might see her at some games. And as ever... Uh, my Twitter for the podcast is at Racecourse Ramble, all one word, but with no E, thanks to uh, Twitter's character limit. So as ever, I'll leave you with the, the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Smith, as written by Mr. Adam Smith, uh, and their amazing song, Someday, written about the the, uh, the football club, which you can... Uh, I'll post some links, but as Neil said before, if you uh, purchase the track then you're making some money for charity, so uh, the Mind Charity. So it would be really good if you could just uh, jump on, give it a download, donate a few quid to them, three, four, five quid, whatever, whatever you can afford to give. And um, uh, through Bandcamp, which, uh, which, as I say, made some money to charity. So thanks again to everybody, uh, and uh, we'll see you. We're having a break next week because uh, I'm on holiday, so we'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, everybody. That's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground
like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey T Di Davis was a druid He loved Cumbry And his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree Legends from far feel like Trinidad had great plays and some who drove us mad we've seen the lows and the highs seeing it all unfold right before our eyes we've done it all the wreck some way we'll remember everything on that promotion day I've been telling everyone I see I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone who listens to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday I've been selling my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mum and dad for years Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday Back in the football league